Podcast 7, Judas Iscariot. Hi and welcome back to The Accord Presents Who Are You? This is our series, our study looking at the life and significance of characters from the Bible. And today we are on study seven when we're going to look at Judas Iscariot. Oh, I tell you, this was, oh, I said, no, I'm not going to say this is my favourite, <laughs> but there was a lot in this that was really, really interesting. Mm, yeah. And this is actually the biggest study that we've done so far. I actually had to edit it because there was just so much information in there. And what we're gonna really focus on in this study is his motives mm. and his heart. Um, because the other thing I wanted to say, which was really shocking to me in this study, I know it's been a bit of an eye-opener, this one, throughout the whole study, but more so on this one, is that there were so many details that I had skimmed over. Mm. And so I'd made assumptions about how I thought the story had gone. But actually, when you get back into the word of God and start looking at it properly, you realise that actually there are lots of different little, you know, nooks and crannies mm -hmm. in the word of God and that things, you know, details are different. And so that's a good message to always keep teaching in this Bible study, isn't it? Mm. Is that we really do have to go back to the word and not make assumptions that we know these stories yeah. or know these people because uh, we do miss details. Yeah. Yeah. And as with a lot of things in life, uh, you know, the issues are in the details. Mm. I'm not going to say the devil's in the details, but the <laughs> issues are in the details. And um, they really are, you know, things that we skim over, but they're actually really, really important mm. to us. So we always want to go back and read the word read the story properly because that can be a big game changer for us as we yeah. start to then look into who these people were yeah. okay so shall we get going yes. i know a lot to get through to uh, judas was huge in the in the sense of what we can learn from him but um <clears throat> excuse me let's go through some facts okay what do we know well we do know of course that judas is one of the disciples I think it's really interesting, though, that whenever he's listed in Scripture or the disciples are listed in Scripture, he's always last. No and uh, except in Acts 1, where he, he's not even mentioned at all. And so I think that's interesting that that right at the beginning, right even in the architecture yeah. of, of, of how the disciples are functioning and, and structured, there is a, an indication of a separation mm -hmm. uh, with Judas. But we'll get to that. Um, he was always referred to, interestingly enough, as the one who portrayed Jesus, mm. even more so than the fact that he was a disciple. It is actually quite easy to forget that he was a disciple yeah. because we always refer to him as the one who mm. betra uh, betrayed Jesus. So that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. That what he did became bigger than who he was. Yeah. And I think that, that there's a lesson there. We're told that in Matthew 26, verse 25. Um, we do actually know very, very little about Judas's beginnings. Um, his call is not documented in scripture like some of the other disciples, mm. um, ha their story was. Um, we don't know how he came about to be called by Jesus. Um, that's, not, that's not recorded. Um, we do know, however, that he was the only disciple to not come from Galilee. So all the rest of the disciples were local. Mm -hmm. they, they, they had kin, they had family, they were either related amongst themselves, um, but they had a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And um, But here we have Judas, who is the only disciple who doesn't come from Galilee. So because of that, 
nobody has any access to Judas's history to his family or to what he did before his calling Mm. we don't know any of that and because he wasn't local um we are reliant on what he shared Mm. in order to know that yeah and there is a sense of mystery Mm. about him whereas with the others we get a sense of identity Mm. even by the fact that they if all we knew about them was that they were galilean that was enough to know that there would have been some sort of connectivity Mm. so we find these things they they might seem insignificant uh, in in an isolated case Mm -hmm. but when you start putting all these little bits of information together it does portray a character a personality that judas had Mm -hmm. that really would facilitate his his heart his his wicked heart so we do know we don't know about his family we've said that but we do know that his father was named simon but unfortunately for us, Simon was a really, really popular name, like Jones yeah. in Wales, yes. you know. <laughs> and um, so everybody was called Simon. I mean, there were two Simons in the Disciples. Yeah. So yeah. very, very common name. Um, but we know nothing of his social background or family. John 6 verse 71 tells us that. So we we don't know. We don't know details. Mm. But we can also glean some things through his name. Okay, so he has a very distinct name, yeah. Judas Iscariot. We know Judas was a common name. Um, you know, there were other Judases. We're told that in the scripture. Mm. Usually it's mar- uh, demarked in the word as Judas, not Iscariot in brackets. Um, so there were lots of other people called Judas. Um, but Judas actually is a form of Judah, which means praised. Mm. Um, it's a Jewish name. So ironically and hugely ironically actually he was born obviously to be godly Mm -hmm. and to be honorable and that's so ironic Mm. you know in light of what he went on to do so we get a little indication that maybe he possibly came from a religious family um, and there were high hopes for this kid Mm -hmm. there were high hopes for judas because obviously naming a child was a a hugely significant thing back in the day Mm -hmm. and um, really the children were named by what god had promised the parents Mm -hmm. so we get an indication there Mm -hmm. of maybe what his destiny could have been Um, but obviously Mm -hmm. he didn't Mm -hmm. walk that path it's interesting that we're told his surname. We don't really yeah. get told the, the surname of anybody else, but we get told his surname. He's Mr. Iscariot. And Iscariot, to me, always sounded Roman, mm. and it, but yeah. it's not. Um, Iscariot actually signifies the region he came from, and he came from a place called Kerioth Hezron, which was a small, humble town in the south of Judea. And we're told that in Joshua 15, verse 25. So, you know, he was Jewish, um there was heritage there Mm. but we don't really know much about him yeah i think it's safe to say that we could speculate a lot here Mm -hmm. but i think it's safe to say that judas was definitely an outsider Mm. yes he was a physical outsider Mm. he was the only one not from galilee um and he may have actually identified himself as this as the outsider um which if you think about it would have just added to the justification of his of his Mm. betrayal Mm. um he was a little bit mysterious he didn't really give much of himself away um there were a lot of questions about him um he just didn't belong and he didn't belong. Um, you can imagine the disciples, can't you, talking about, oh, do you remember that festival, mm. you know, down in the city or down in the town? Mm. And he would not be able to join in with that because he didn't come from that place. Right. 
So we don't know that, but we get an indication that there is a separation. And as we read through the Gospels, and certainly if you're a fan of the Chosen like we are, (laughs) um, Judas is portrayed as somebody who's outside, Mm. as different, uh, as separate Mm. from the rest of the disciples. So I think the issue here is, is that the disciples were unfamiliar with Judas. Mm. Yes. Um, And this could have really just been a considerable aid to his deception. Mm. Mm. You don't really want to be under the spotlight if you've got a heart that needs to be exposed. Um, they didn't know his past. He didn't. They didn't know his people. They didn't know his life pre-calling. Um, so it was quite easy to hide. Yeah. Yeah. There was no accountability. And, uh, you know, you think about that, that if, you know, one of us had bad behaviour, we go, oi, your dad wouldn't have liked that Mm. because we knew, you know, who the father was. Or we would go, that's not what we do from Galilee. (laughs) You know, there would have been some sort of poke of Mm. accountability because of where people had come from. But Judas didn't have that. Mm. And he was just very what you see is what you get. And there wasn't Mm. a lot of history there. Not a lot of exposure, exposure mm. of his past, mm, yeah. and I think that's a, a, an alarm bell. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, it's not biblically recorded, but one of the things that we can um, assume from the writings is that Judas was really the same as the other disciples. He had no specific or unique characteristics that made him stand out. Mm. He was just a very ordinary person. Yeah. Um, and. We have no indication in the scripture of anything he did um, that was positive anyway. Um, but we don't, you know, he wasn't, we don't, we, we're not told that he was around when no. certain miracles happened. Mm. He was certainly, as far as we know, biblically not taken away mm. for, a, a, you know, a more intimate time with Jesus or even that he witnessed intimate manifestations of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, we don't really get this a, a sense of sensationalism no. here. Yeah. He's just a, a normal mm. man. Um, he doesn't stand out. But we've got to remember some things about him at the beginning, and that is that he did leave his life like the others mm. did. Yeah. Yes. Um, at some point, he chose to yes. follow Jesus full time. Yeah. Like we said, we don't know what he did. We don't know what that the logistics mm. of that were for mm. him. But he, we do know that he was called by Jesus and he left what he was doing and went with him. Yeah. So that's significant. Yeah. Okay. Um, we know the call of Judas is unrecorded, very frustratingly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> um, but he did live in messianic times where there was a huge emphasis on messianic hope. So bearing in mind, we're within the Old Testament mm. system. We're, we're in that hierarchical system of priests do all the work and yeah. we know mm. we just keep the, keep the sacrifices. Um, but there was a, a rise of people during this time mm. that wanted messianic hope. They wanted the, the savior to return, mm. the Messiah to come. Um, so he must have believed that Jesus was the true Messiah, yes. yeah. um, the same as the others did, yeah. because he left his life and went with yeah. him. So we don't know that. That's not recorded in detail. But it's something to consider yeah. that at the beginning there was a genuine mm. call. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's something that mm. I'd like us to consider in the story. Um, I think it's fair to say, again, through speculation, 
um, but that Judas was probably a young, zealous, patriotic Jew at the mm. time. He was somebody who didn't want the Romans to rule. Mm -hmm. He maybe was a little political, um, but he hoped that Jesus would overthrow them and restore mm -hmm. Israel. That was there's a lot of indication in the Word of God, especially in the Gospels, if you if you read them through, that that was really um, a motivation of the heart of a lot of people mm -hmm. during the time of Jesus. Mm that some people were very excited about the fact that he could be the Messiah because it meant the end of Roman occupation. Right. Yeah. And that's not a, a mean feat. Mm. It's not, it wasn't a small thing. No. They completely dominated mm. and oppressed the people in their own, in their own land. Mm. Um, so for them, that yeah. would have been a, a, a motivation as well as uh, the, the promise of eternal life yeah. would it would have been the fact that the political surroundings would be overthrown by Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And I think it, it's safe to say or to consider that that was po possibly mm. something inherent mm. in uh, Herod, no, in <laughs> Judas's heart. We do know also our last fact about him is that he did work his way into a place of trust as the as the treasurer. We've mm. talked about that in another in another story, haven't we? In another Bible study. Yeah. But he used that position to pilfer funds for his own pockets. So he was a thief, mm. and he was helping himself to the to the collective funds mm. that people would have given. Yeah. Um, the offerings, if you like. Yeah. In order that he could. Um, have money in his pocket mm. and we're told that in john 12 verse 6. so there we go that's the facts mm. that's the background it's a little vague mm. but he was yes. <laughs> there was a very but you get a sense don't you if, with judas from the very gecko of a real sense of disclosure mm. there is there is somebody here who is working hard to keep a hidden heart yeah and we are really going to hit that now as we look at what we can learn from judas mm. so what made judas different from the state from the others was the state of his heart mm. and what we're going to consider as we now look at this part of the study is that obviously nobody knows the state of each mm. other's hearts mm. Um, but for him, we can see behaviour that comes out mm -hmm. of that and yeah. that can be judged. So what made Judas different was that he was flawed, but so mm -hmm. were the other disciples. Yeah. We yeah. know that. We've looked yeah. at a couple of disciples, haven't we, yes, so far we in our studies. Mm -hmm. So we know that there were flaws mm -hmm. there. But there are tremendous stories of repentance and, and restoration yes. amongst yeah. those yes. people. But we don't get that story with Judas. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so the state of his heart is really what the core of this story is all about. Yeah. Um, the other disciples were great examples and encouragements mm -hmm. yeah. to us, actually, of how common people with you know normal yeah. failings mm -hmm. can really be used in uncommon mm -hmm. things because simply because of the transformation mm -hmm. of their heart. Yes. Yeah. And that's really been the message on, I think, everyone we've yeah. done so far, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. But here we have, for the first time, a story a mm. person and it doesn't look like there's a lot of hope there okay yeah. plenty of opportunity mm. which we'll talk about but not a lot of action mm. and we're starting to get a different feel mm. about judas yeah. don't we yeah yeah i think it's fair to say that and we know this biblically is that judas had a hard heart mm. yeah yeah um he drew close to jesus because he took the call mm. yes he left yeah. his life yeah um he was around jesus constantly mm. 
um, but he was simply not transformed like the rest mm. of the disciples. Mm. And I think the lesson that we can learn from that is that it is very possible to be near to Christ yeah. and associate with him spiritually, but it it's a superficial yeah. position. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we can still be unaffected by what we witness. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's true. Certainly it was in Judas's case. I mean, you think about it. Judas was there for the lot. Yes. He yeah. was there for the miracles. He was there for the resurrections. Mm. He was there for um, for the for the way that he Jesus dealt with people. Mm-hmm. He was there for the private teachings, yeah. the disciples about who what was coming. Um, but yet none of that pierced or penetrated his mm. heart. Wow. And that's that's quite a I mean that's going to take a certain level of person isn't mm-hmm. it yeah. to not be affected by that. Um and I think just think that's really interesting that his life as a disciple was superficial. Yeah. So he was around for the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. He partook. He was the, he walked up the mountain and carried things yeah. and you know yeah. he was he partook even of intimate things which we'll get to. But yet his heart was completely well his heart rejected it mm-hmm. it was not in his heart yeah and i really struggle with that because i've got to be really honest that until i did the study part of me felt sorry for judas mm-hmm. and i thought wow that must be some broken person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and i focused just on the act of the betrayal right. yeah. but actually when we start looking at the at what builds a person like mm. that you realize that this was not a, a case of a broken person no. this was a a position of a greedy wicked person yeah and um, i found that interesting Mm. um judas had given his life to jesus remember that we've got to keep saying that okay that was that was real um but he never gave him his heart Mm. he gave him his life but Mm. not his heart because if he had given him his heart it would have been changed and what we see here is such a waste of experience, life, opportunity, Mm. um, because he never gave his heart. Mm. And there's a message for us there, isn't it? That we don't want to give our life to God. We want to give him our heart. And that's what he always pursues in Mm. us, is the heart. Um, We do know that um, in the garden garden or later on, that um, the disciples, some of the less devout disciples began to leave. They ran away. Mm. Mm. But Judah stayed with him. So yeah. he did the right things, but he didn't have the right heart. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We're told that in John 6, by the way, verse 66. So we're starting to get a picture now, aren't mm, we? Yeah. We're starting to look at the architecture of Judas's heart. And it's quite tricky to accept that, mm. that somebody could be in the midst of the life, mm. but be dead. Yeah. And that was really what was mm. happening. So what we can conclude is that judas wasn't really attracted to jesus on a spiritual level at all and he followed jesus possibly for selfish gain Mm -hmm. um for ambition for religious um you know Mm. circumstance um and for greed yes Mm. um because he would have seen people looking after Mm. jesus giving him money giving you know giving put it putting money into the pot so they could carry the ministry on people opening their homes um and he saw jesus's power but he wanted some of that for himself um he wasn't really interested in salvation and life he you know certainly not life in christ 
but he was only really interested in the internal workings of what he could get out of that. So he wasn't really interested in the requirement of God reaching into his heart and transforming him. He wasn't interested in that. He was interested in the ride. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was interested in what he could get out and gain from being a disciple. And that is really hard to understand, isn't it, on a human level? Do you think it had something to do with the fact that he was zealous about wanting the Romans put down Possibly. and the Messiah mm. well, you know, to rise up? Yes, I think that's, that's possible. Mm. Um, I think that he saw opportunity. Mm. He yeah. took advantage of mm. an opportunity, to fur- but to further himself. Yeah. Um, but we're starting to see, I mean, by the time we get to the actual portrayal, there's been a lot that's been going on. Yeah. And we do actually, I mean, so far, to be fair, we are speculating, mm. certainly by bits and pieces that we're told in scripture. We're, putting, we're reading between the lines here. Yeah. Um, but we don't know the state of his heart. But from what we're told in scripture, I think we can come to those conclusions. Mm. Um, but there was, I mean, it didn't even matter if he was evil. No. You know, he, there was still plenty yes. of opportunity. Yes. For transformation, yes. he just didn't want to do it. Yeah. He wanted to keep, mm. you know, his mm. heart position. Yeah. So he could obviously see that Jesus had power because, mm. you know, Jesus rose people from the dead. Yeah. Um, it's obvious that he wasn't human, Jesus, that was. But he was very, very attracted by the power. And that really is possibly why he even followed Jesus yeah. in the first place. Um, he chose Jesus even when it started getting difficult. Yeah. Okay. We do know that. He was with him right to right to the end. We yeah. know that. So he would have gone through difficult things. Mm. And that must have been very difficult for him if those weren't his convictions. Yeah. Because you didn't want to pay a price for something you didn't really believe in. Yeah. But he did because the opportunity was valuable to him. Yeah. Yes. Um, but what happens is we start, we're going to start to use terminologies now about Judas and we're going to start to then build a picture of him because really what he was was a hypocrite yeah yes he really used his hypocrisy where there was a discrepancy between his heart and his actions Mm. um but he was using that hypocrisy to cover up the reality of who he really was so he turned up He did the function. He appeared to be absolutely the same as the others. But now we're starting to see a discrepancy that's working and settling in his heart. And we can learn from that. (laughs) Because you know that it's easy to to rumble along with Mm. Jesus. (laughs) Rumble along with Jesus. Rumble along with the life. But when it comes to that moment where it gets serious, where there is consequence our hearts really do have to be in line and synced with our actions and that is a huge part actually of the new testament Mm -hmm. is our instruction on how to do that because it really matters to god how we do things is really important to god yeah Yeah? not just being there Mm. yeah um you know there's a this i've got a, a friend and you'll say to that person do you do you love me and they'll go well i'm here aren't i mm-hmm. well yeah. that's not that's not the it. answer is no. it yeah um just because we're here doesn't mean we have no. a connected heart that's a correct right. heart yeah. and we're starting to see this now in judas 
So what's tricky about this story is that Judas actually had the same potential as the other mm. disciples, yeah. but he was never fully drawn to the person of Christ. He simply saw him as a means to the end. Mm. Yeah. Um, but let's just reiterate something here, and that was that Jesus actually chose Judas. He didn't stumble yeah. upon him and say, hey, do you fancy it? He actually chose mm. Judas. We do know that from John 15, verse 16. So he chose Judas to be a disciple, but Judas also chose to follow him. Yes. Yeah. He wasn't coerced. He wasn't <clears throat> kidnapped. Mm. You know, it was a mutual exchange mm. yes. of value. Yeah. Um, so Jesus chose Judas but he chose Judas knowing that he would be the one to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies about the betrayal of the Son of God. Mm. He actually chose him to fulfill the plan. Yeah. We are going to talk about now in the study a difficult subject, mm. and that is the, the issue of the predisposition of God, the, the, the divine destiny, the divine will of God that we're told is birthed before time. Mm -hmm. It's always been in the yeah. heart of God. So how do we marry that with the idea of free will? Mm -hmm. Because now we're starting to be introduced in the story of Judas to a, a, a difficult understanding, which is that he actually was chosen with the knowledge that he would betray Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about that as we go through the study. I think it's safe to say that his role of betrayal was completely ordained and prophesied in the Old mm. Testament. Yeah. We know that. Psalm 41 verse 9, John 15 verse 16, Psalm 55 verse 12 to 14, Zechariah 11 verse 12 to 13, and Matthew 27 verse 9 to 10. And that is just some of them. Yeah. So there is, there is a continual flow of prophecy about the betrayal of Jesus mm. or the betrayal, the killing of the Messiah. Mm. Um, and... Jude, Judas was ordained to fulfill yes. that role. Yeah. Um, Judas totally covered up his hypocrisy so well. And we do know that because he went undetected mm. right till the end. Yeah. There's no indication in the word of God about the fact that he was rumbled, mm. that nobody said, well, you know, yeah. Judas is obviously the liar here. Yeah. He, there was no indication of that. Yeah. Um even when money went missing, you know, it was never considered that Judas had taken the money. Um, but Jesus knew his heart from the beginning. Yeah. And we're told that in John 6, 64. So we have this very now intimate, private understanding mm. in look to the dynamic of the 12 disciples. Mm. You've got a lot of disciples who are open and happy mm -hmm. and yes. eager to learn and they're, yeah. they're, they're, ma they're making, there's huge transformations yes. within their concept. They're really excited to be there. Mm. You know, they're really building. And then you've got this almost secret private relationship between Jesus, G Jesus not <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus and Judas, yeah. where Judas is hiding his heart mm being very very calculating and jesus knows yeah. his heart yeah so we have this very very quiet mm. dynamic mm. don't we yeah. um and i just think as we get through the disciples in our studies you'll see through the intimacy mm. that jesus had with them was that he actually obviously of course knew the heart of all yeah. of his disciples yeah. but that's what he worked on yeah that's what he yes. worked on that's what he connected to but Judas is different, mm. okay? He didn't want to do it. 
I think it's important to say, if we're going to talk about the fact that um, Judas was uh, part, fulfilling divine destiny mm. to betray Jesus, mm. that there was no invisible hand that forced Judas to betray to betray Jesus. Yeah. Um, he wasn't coerced no. into betraying Jesus. He acted freely mm -hmm. and it was his choice yeah. and he was responsible for his own actions. Yeah. And there's a lesson to learn there in how God works things together, mm. which we'll come to later in the study. But I just want us to, to understand that at this point, that we always have free will, yeah. Yeah. okay? Um, but God knows what we'll do. Yeah. And that's what we need to, to understand. Um, so here we go. God's got a divine plan mm -hmm. and Judas has got an evil heart and he's going to perform an evil deed. And these two positions, the heart of God, the plan of God, the heart of God and Judas's evil deed are concurring perfectly. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're working together. Mm -hmm. OK, so Judas, Judas did what he did simply because his heart was evil and God works all things according to the counsel of his own will. We're mm. told that in Ephesians 1 verse 11. Yeah. So even God will use evil. That's yes. what we're trying to yeah. say here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody thwarts the works of God no. um, <laughs> just because we don't play or just because we don't fulfill what mm. God wants us to doesn't mean it's game over. No. Yeah. yeah. God has other means of working things mm. together for his divine purposes. Yeah. So what we have here is a situation where... Um, Judas had free will. He could have mm. repented and come come into the fullness of a heart position with Jesus at any time. Yeah. And there was plenty of opportunity for that. But he didn't. Mm. But that was known that he wouldn't yeah. by God. Yeah. And so God <clears throat> used his evilness to fulfill mm. divine will. Yeah. And that's something that's hard for our yeah. natural minds to understand yeah. but it's not designed to understand it no. because it's a work it's a work of the heart of god yeah but we do know that all things work together for good yeah. all things work together for div for divine destiny mm. and purpose even if they appear wrong or evil mm. there is a, a working, working together of yeah. those things yeah so if we look at our own life we can see that if you like our own will works together with God, with divine destiny, for both good and mm. evil. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So we know that all things work together for God, for those who love him. Yeah. Um, so we know that our will works with God for the good. Yeah. But even our own will can work together with God as well for the evil. Yeah. Okay. Or what appears to be evil. Yeah. yeah. So the perfect will of God and the wicked purposes of Judas work together to bring about the death of Jesus, which was divine intent. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Judas did it for evil, but God did it for good. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's a prophecy from Genesis 50 verse 20. So I know that's a little bit tricky. It sounds like we're contradicting ourselves. It sounds like um, we're lying, actually, in a lot of ways. But the truth is, is that God's God mm. and God will work all mm. things together for good yes. Yes. Um, yes. or for all for divine purpose, yeah. Yeah. Um, even the wickedness of men. Yes. Mm, yeah. And nothing thwarts the works of God. So it doesn't matter how purposely or, or how much we intend to destroy or be evil mm. towards the things of God, God will use that for the good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we have seen that mm. countlessly throughout history. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
So it's true to say that Judas paid a price for his sin. We yeah. know that. Even though he worked out the purposes of God, he still paid a, a price for his sin. Yeah. And that's something else mm. that we can learn, yeah. isn't it? Um, Jesus said, actually, in Luke 22, verse 22, that Judas would bear the guilt of his actions throughout eternity. Wow. So, it's again, it's not recorded word for word, but we get an indication, and as we, get, as we go further into the study, we'll see this, that possibly Judas did not enter eternal rest. Mm -hmm. We don't wow. know that because yeah. we're not told no. that. But there is, you know, there is some suggestion um, mm -hmm. through the words of Jesus as we go through that. Mm -hmm. So let's say again, Judas had every opportunity to turn from his sin. Yeah. Um, he wasn't a sitting duck. He wasn't mm. a puppet in the divine purposes of God. <laughs> he was a human who had yes. free will, yeah. had opportunity for relationship mm. with divine mm. life, um, just as the others had yeah. done, just as the others had, had done. But he heard of all the teachings that Jesus could have ever taught, and he could have responded to those, repented at any time, but he chose not to do it. Yeah. And we've got a track record of this now, haven't we? Because yeah. he had three years... Yes. of every day yes. okay yeah. he had three years to sit under that ministry and to repent yeah. and to turn away from his wicked heart but he didn't do it so what we think from that is that judas possibly had a a secret goal mm -hmm. and his secret goal was to gain for himself yeah yes yeah he never embraced the teachings of Jesus by faith. We know that because he never repented. Mm. Um, he never actually loved Jesus because he betrayed him. Mm. So all that light that he was living in never changed him. Wow. And the light actually made him hard. Mm. Mm. And yeah. it gets to a point, doesn't it, when our hearts are closed, our minds are closed, yeah. that it doesn't matter how much light shines on you, it, it doesn't penetrate. No. Yeah. And that's when you know yeah. that your heart is wicked and your heart is hard, hard. Mm. Yeah. and it needs smashing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's a lot, isn't it? Wow. Right, we're going to go on to the next part of the story in a minute, but let's just take a breath here. It's a lot. Yeah, so what have we heard? What have we learnt? I think the one thing that sticks out for me is going back to um, John. Yes and how he came on board as one of the Sons of Thunder. Yes, the Boanerges boys. Yes, and so, you know, he, he must have had a very forceful way of putting things, but also of thinking how things would work mm. out. But because of his time with Jesus and the love that he must have felt from Jesus and the rebuke that he had yeah. from Jesus, he changed and you know, there he is up in Revelation yeah. in the final book of the Bible, mm. seeing what's ahead of him yeah. and what's the, ahead of all of us mm. who yeah. believe. And you think, wow, God trusted him so much. Yes. And that was his walk. That was his, um, yes, his journey yeah. to that place. Mm. And then you look at Judas, Judas mm. and you think, he could have had a similar journey. He could have, mm. yeah. But then on the other hand, God knew this was going to happen and had him there for that reason. Mm. 
But also the other thing that I hear from that is that even though God knows what we'll do, mm. he still gives us opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? yeah. And I mean, my goodness, what an opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just the state of his heart. Yeah. So his action was not a surprise if that was the state of his mm. heart. And we just get a sense, don't we, that there's a continual hiding of the wrongness yes. of his heart. Yeah. yeah. There was so much opportunity to expose himself yes. yeah. and to, to show what really was going yeah. on inside yeah. him. But he just worked so hard to keep that hidden yes. yeah. that it was almost... Well, we, we are told that, you know, he was handed over to Satan yeah. because there was no need for God. Yeah. He just didn't want it. Yeah. He didn't want God. He didn't want Jesus. He didn't want the truth. Mm. He just wanted his own way. Yeah. And there's a message there. Yeah, that's so sad, though, isn't it? It is. It's very, very sad. Actually, Claire, I got to tell you, I went through this whole study and I did feel really sad. I did. I felt genuine sadness Mm. in this study. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what what he did in handing Jesus over, ultimately, we celebrate Mm. because it's made us free. It's absolutely. But, yeah, you've you've got to feel... Sorry, Neil. It's sad. That's right. No, I think there's so much in this even the fact that you've got someone who was ultimately bad yeah but yet he was still given responsibilities so he was still you know the treasurer if you like (laughs) he was still it's not like he was one of the um the ones on the edge no he was given responsibilities that you wouldn't expect Mm. someone with that heart position to have been given yeah but it was almost like Jesus was trying to bring him as close as he possibly could. Give him every opportunity. Every single one, even to the case of like, I'm going to give you, you know, responsibilities that Mm. really you shouldn't have, but I'm going to give it to you to show you that I know the state of your heart, but I'm still here for you. But also, you know, we know that his big sin was greed. Mm. Yes. uh, Financial gain. Um, And he was put in charge of the money. (laughs) And it's like, you know, God... And it's almost to me like a slap in the religious, Mm. deceitful, wicked heart's Mm. face. Because it's almost like, I can see your heart. I know your your big issue is money. But I'm not playing your game. I'm going to put you in charge of the money. Yeah. Yeah? And if you expose yourself, then you will. Yeah. So he gives him enough rope to hang himself. But he also gives him an arena to be exposed and repent. Yeah. But But he doesn't take it. But there must have been time with... Because because he was one of the disciples, Mm. you really get this feel that there must have been times when they all sat around, you know, the campfire Mm. (laughs) and talked. Yeah. I know you said about how, you know, he wasn't from their area. So I think he's been the only one so far that hasn't been a local that we've looked at. But he still had the opportunity to say, well, actually, where I'm from, this is how we do it. Right. So even that, mm. you know, we're saying it now is almost to give him, not an excuse, but no. it's like a reason for it. Mm. But it never should have been because that could have been something that drew him in yeah. and made him but one the, of the But group. also, they would have had new shared experience. Yes. So, you know, again, background, that campfire, um, <laughs> they could have talked about, oh, Judas, do you remember yeah. when he raised that little girl up? That was such a beautiful yeah. day. Yeah. And, oh, that was the day that my heart changed and yeah. I really saw... But he never even... We don't, we're not told that. We're not told that they mm. dialogued like no. that or that he partook of that because it wasn't in his heart. Yeah. He didn't care about that. No. He didn't care about somebody being raised 
raised from the dead. He cared about what he could gain. Yes. So, you know, the others, you can start to see the outworking. So every moment with Jesus, Mm. every miracle, every time he deals with the Sanhedrin, every time he speaks properly Mm. to somebody and gives them worth and value, it pierces somebody's heart and woos them. But yeah, he can't join even join in, in that no. dialogue and experience because wow. it's not his. Yeah. But then even, you know, you were saying about him being there in the garden when everyone mm. else had gone. But you almost got this feel from him that he was like, I'm gonna put myself in the position that I am seen mm. to be there yeah. no matter what happens. So that when everyone's talking about mm. it, well Judas was there. Well we've also exactly got power. an mm. indication to here we don't we of fear mm. of being exposed. Yeah. So he's doing everything. He's making sure that he's appears properly. Yes. yes. That, you know, yeah. he's in the right place at the right time doing the right thing because he wants to go undetected. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other feel that we get from this. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, so let's go back to the point where Judas was around. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not told that he went anywhere in those three years apart from being with Jesus. Yeah. So he was really saturated in the teachings of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. He heard the Mount, you know, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. You know, he mm. heard the, the, the significant Beatitudes. Yes. He heard a lot of other teachings, yeah. the parables. He saw mm. the miracles. I mean, yeah. what more could you possibly no. want, yeah. you know? Wow. Um, so he was privy to all of that. Um, and but, but here we go. Jesus is teaching for three years. And some of that teaching must have directly spoken to his oh, heart. Yeah. Specifically things like the parable of the unjust steward in Luke 16. Mm. Okay. I mean, you just had to to put his name in that story, didn't you? Um, The message of the wedding garments Mm. in Matthew 22. Jesus is teaching against the love of money. Yeah. Yeah. In Matthew 6. Jesus is teaching against greed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Luke 12. Jesus is teaching against pride in Matthew 23. Um, He also said in John 6, he directly, Jesus directly said that one of his disciples was a devil. Mm. Yes, that would betray him and is is filled with a devil. Wow. Okay. So there, a a wonderful opportunity to go, that's me. Sort me out. Mm -hmm. No. He also, uh, there was also a direct time when Jesus cautioned the disciples regarding the woe that would come upon the one who betrays him. And that was in Matthew 26, verse 24. So, I mean, he's getting, Jesus is going from parables and, you know, I'm teaching something, hint, hint, Judas, this is about you, to then very specific instructions about what will happen to the one who betrays him. And he still doesn't Mm -hmm. expose himself. So we can start to see there an indication that his heart is getting worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No fear on him of God. No fear on him of of being of Jesus, but fear of being exposed and being rumbled. So what's really hard to accept about what we've just said is that he listened to all of this teaching, but he was completely unmoved. Completely. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. He never applied the lessons. He never heard the cautions and he maintained his deceit. Mm. I know better. Yeah. And although we might not have a wicked heart like Judas, that can happen to us easily when we just will not apply the lessons learnt. We won't apply the teaching. We won't apply the cautions Mm. that we hear from the Spirit Mm. of God as as we listen to teaching and read the Word Mm. of God. We just maintain our deceit. And Mm. our deceit might not be to murder Jesus, but our deceit might be, I'm okay. I'm like who I am. I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. 
And so we've got to listen to that, that we cannot be completely unmoved mm. by the Spirit of God. Yeah. And it it's mm. a worry. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a worry. So we have a story, we have a situation, and it escalates, mm. okay? So it's frustrating to read about Judas because we, we get insight into his heart. Yeah. We know the, the end of the story. Yeah. So... What happens is, is that he seems to just be tickety-boo, you know, bobbing along, and he's undetected. Mm. And it's, it's you want to shout, he's behind you, yeah. don't you, <laughs> the disciples? You know, um, but nobody is twigging on, yeah. okay? Um, but it's obvious that over time, Judas is becoming disillusioned with Jesus, disappointed mm. with him. Um because he took up the call of Jesus with the expectation that he would reclaim Israel. Mm. Remember we remember yes. we said that? Yeah. Um, he saw lots and lots of miracles. He saw Jesus overpower darkness. He saw Jesus' authority over the natural realm. But he didn't have the confidence that the other disciples had in Jesus mm. because he wanted... Jesus wanted to take care of mankind, mm. whereas Judas wanted him to take care of yeah. him financially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what Judas actually mm. wanted. He wanted he wanted something back from Jesus mm. that was miraculous, but for his own good. Yeah. But Jesus wasn't in the business of that. No. Jesus was talking about saving a people, a mankind, yeah. the future, yeah. being the Messiah. Mm. He was talking about the riches of the soul yeah. and of the spirit. He yeah. wasn't interested in whether we could just give you, you know, what we could give you materialistically. Yeah. But... He was becoming disillusioned, frustrated. Mm. Jesus wasn't giving him what he wanted. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that Jesus didn't always fulfill the disciples' personal earthly expectations or ambitions. Mm. We do know they had them. Yeah. Uh, because remember, the disciples were human. Yes. And we know from from previous studies, there was a lot of bickering and fighting yeah. and yeah. arguing amongst yeah. the, amongst <laughs> them. And um, we we saw that, didn't we, in James and John, where James and John asked jesus mm. for the best seat in the kingdom yes. <laughs> i want the best seat please you know don't forget me yeah i'm your boy i want the best seat in the kingdom yeah. and jesus said no so That's jesus right. didn't give them what their carnality wanted mm. yeah yes um they wanted materialistic or economic reward mm. and jesus just said no he was not interested mm. in that yeah we do know from Matthew 19 that all of the disciples left their lives, they left their dreams, yeah. they left their ambitions, mm. all to follow him. Yeah. We know that. But they did so with the expectation of being rewarded. Yeah. And we're told that. We're told that in Matthew 19. So the disciples are all saying to him at various times, you know, we've given our life, here we are, mm. don't forget us, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, and Jesus assured them in the word that they would be rewarded, mm. but their full and final reward would be in the age to come. Yeah. We're told that in Luke 18, verse 29 and 30. So the disciples accepted this over time. They got it. They understood yeah. it. Yeah. Their love for Jesus overcame their worldly mm. ambition and desires. Mm. Suddenly money didn't matter because yeah. they were talking about being close to him yeah. and living yeah. with him for eternity. Judas, however, did not lose that that conception. Mm. He held on to it and it started to eat away at him. 
Yeah, he became disillusioned. Yeah. Oh no, Jesus is after the spirit, not after the purse. Yeah. And that's not going to serve me well. Mm. So frustration and disappointment in Jesus starts kicking in. Judas was disappointed with Jesus. We know that, okay? Mm. Um, which is why he hid under that blanket of hypocrisy. And he was looking for some sort of payment, possibly, or, recomp mm. or recompense for the three years ministry he'd given Jesus. Yes, it was. this was possible why he felt the need to steal from the purse. Mm. Um, because we often wonder why he did yeah. that. I mean, yeah. what was he going to spend the money on? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but... You almost yeah. get a sense from Judas that he's disillusioned mm. with Jesus. He's got a very wrong concept yes. of who Jesus is yeah. and what Jesus is going to do for him. Mm. And he starts to steal money because mm. he feels that he's owed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I work here for free. I gave up my career for you. Mm. You know, I lost my house because mm. of you. Um, you're not take. You're not paying me for doing this. And um, you know, I just mm. that's that's a correct thing to do is to take from the coffers because I'm owed. And we don't know that word for word, yeah. but it gives us a possibility of an insight into his heart. Yeah. Yeah. There was something wrong. The love of money was grinding mm, yeah. him. Yeah. 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 I think it's fair to say that Judas never conquered his worldliness. Mm. And I think that's that's mm. the bottom line there. He never embraced the kingdom of God fully and he never loved Jesus or the disciples properly. Mm. And he had a secret heart. Mm, yeah. And that's where I feel sad. Yeah. 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 That he was in it for what he could get out of, out it, of it. Yeah. But he didn't really love Jesus mm. or the disciples. Yeah. You think about that, don't you? About when we join churches or yes. communities mm. um, or even when we come to Christ. Mm. Um, sometimes I've seen that in people where there is purely a motive of phew I'm saved yeah. thank God yeah. yeah but there's no desire or inkling mm. to serve him mm. it's just a case that my name's in that book thank God mm. yeah. yeah and that's what mm. we always have to pursue in our own hearts is that we don't um, come to Christ just to be ticked right. yeah just to be yeah. on the register yeah. we come to Christ to serve him and give yeah. him our hearts yeah. and that takes the rest of our life yeah. or the rest of eternity actually yeah. Yeah. Um, our heart position our hearts are connected to him forever mm. so we kind of got this this story now we kind of get some insight into who he really mm. is yeah we know he's tricky. We know he's secretive. Yeah. We know he's stealing. Mm. We know he's um, disillusioned with Jesus. But now we're going to get to the point of the betrayal. Yeah. Okay. So it's the last week of Jesus's life mm -hmm. and they've gone to Jerusalem for the Passover. Remember, we looked mm. at this in the story of Martha and Mary. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's in Jerusalem for the Passover and it's packed because you know everybody has come to the to the city for the passover feast um now judas's disillusionment here is turning mm. and it's mixed with greed mm. so his hate for jesus uh, is mixed with greed and it accelerates the betrayal of jesus wow. Okay, so remember the story. Jesus um, and the disciples are having a dinner party mm, with, hosted yeah. by Martha and Mary, Mary yeah. and Lazarus. And um, Mary 
goes to the house to the jar of oil and she mm. breaks the jar of oil and she pours it all over the feet of Jesus mm. and then she washes it away with her hair yeah. and Judas gets upset and he starts kicking off about that's such a lot of money that's such a, that's such a lot of waste you know and mm. we start to see a, he's fussing yeah. mm. and we we realize that what he's fussing about is the fact that by custom um, if the the oil was spilt or used for any reason, it had to be replaced. Mm, yeah. So here we are. He's, he's panicking yeah. because this cost a lot of money, and he was going to have to get the the books out and possibly replace the oil, and it was an opportunity to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he'd yeah. been stealing from the pot. So it's kind of triggered him, and he's thinking, "Oops, this is I'm fly, flying a bit close to the mm. sun here." Mm it's time to move this story on so here in this story the disappointment in jesus is turning into hate Mm. yes and it's all fueled by greed Mm. okay um it's safe to say that in this story that judas was definitely triggered Mm -hmm. (laughs) when mary anointed jesus's feet he was upset about the waste Although it was probably about having to repay the oil from the purse that he had been stealing from. He was he was feared exposure. Yeah. That's what he was worried about. So culture does tell us that a pot, pot of oil um, was around a year's salary wow. at the time. Um, and that was... This was re- so it was a considerable yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who was going to crack open, yeah. uh, you know, a year's salary Ooh. and pour it a- away? Mm. <laughs> um, but this was really the first proper exposure of his sin of his heart yes yeah and it's all of a sudden Mm. it feels like there's been a great tolerance for him yes there's you know but all of a sudden we're getting a feel there's a change in the Mm. story a change in the mood and we can start to see that something has shifted in his heart Mm. now and he's getting panicking yeah okay so what he does is that he leaves bethany which is where they all were remember bethany was just a a walking distance outside of jerusalem Mm -hmm. So he leaves Bethany and he walks back to Jerusalem and, you know, after this event, so they're clearing up, you know, Mary and Martha are clearing up, they're slipping around on all this oil (laughs) (laughs) and everybody's still in the house and he goes back to Jerusalem and he meets up with the priests and there he does the business. Mm. So what he does is he sells Jesus at that point to the priests for 30 pieces of silver okay yeah and what is really surprising about that is that 30 pieces of silver was actually quite a small amount mm-hmm. um and it was the common price for a slave okay we're told that in exodus 21 verse 32 okay mm. so it wasn't even significant it was pennies mm, yeah. it was affordable Yes, yeah. but we're told that he only got 30 pieces of silver because it's all he could negotiate so we're told that in uh, Matthew 26 verse 14 to 16 so here is the big plot he's been planning this for a while okay let's face it you don't do that on the spur of the moment um but he didn't even get anything significant for it it wasn't like he got a life-changing amount of money he literally got what what a normal person would pay for a slave okay so He does the business, he does the deal, Mm. he sorts out logistics with the priests and what he does, he walks back um, to the disciples and Jesus, all right? 
But here we start to see a real conniving spirit now mm. because he goes back to the disciples and Jesus and carries on with what he was doing. But it's like nothing ever happened. Mm. He goes yeah. back. I mean, that's some nerve. Yeah. Yeah. That is some nerve. Um, and so here now, we're starting to see the preparations of Jesus for mm. his departure. So the mood's changed mm. anyway. Yeah. Okay. And suddenly there's a very serious, somber mm. feeling that something is about to happen. Yeah. So what happens is he's with, he's gone back to the disciples and Jesus. And Jesus now is in the upper room and he's saying, right, I'm going to wash the disciples' feet. Mm. So he gets the water, he gets the cloth, and he washes all of the disciples' feet, including Judas's. Wow. And even saying that again makes yeah. the hairs on the back of my oh, neck stick my up. Goodness. Yeah. He let Jesus wash his feet, knowing, knowing. what he had just done. Yeah. And I think there is so much in that simple mm. few lines um, because Jesus knew yeah. what he'd done, yeah. obviously. But because Jesus is so full of love, yeah. he washes his feet. Yeah. But Judas has got the nerve to do that, mm. which shows that there's no fear of the Lord. No. There's no he's only frightened about being exposed yeah. and the plan not yeah. working. Yeah. He's not frightened about the fact that he's... he's yeah planning to betray the yeah. son of god yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah so he let jesus wash his feet knowing what he had just done and during the feet washing jesus is talking and he says he reveals that somebody in the group is about mm. to betray him and all the disciples are horrified mm. shocked mm. there's a whole ripple going through the whole of the disciples and they all start talking over each other and they're all you know distressed mm. and they start saying to jesus is it me mm. is it i is it i that's going to betray you and yet again in john 14 verse 10 even judas said rabbi is it i Ooh. so he's terrified now that he's, he's going to be, be exposed, exposed. yeah, yeah? Wow. and so he's playing a game it's all about keeping up appearances it's all about you know worrying about what other people were going to mm. say about being exposed but twice there sacred mm. moments and he defiles them simply because he keeps up his facade so you get a sense of a real wow. hard heart here don't yeah, you yeah definitely you know that takes some courage Wow. To to keep that level of yeah. deception going, I would yeah. have thought. So what Jesus did, um, he's washed Judas's feet. People are asking, is it me? Is it me? They're all just concerned about this. Um, Judas has had his feet washed mm. by Jesus. And he also has asked, Rabbi, is it me? In answer to Jesus's mm. saying that somebody's going to betray him. And we're told in the word that Jesus broke some bread, yeah? He dipped it in some oil and he gave it to Judas to eat. And as he gave him the food to eat, he leant into Judas and he whispered to him, what you are about to do, do it quickly. Mm. Yes? None of the disciples knew what he'd said. None of the disciples you know, he wasn't exposed. Mm. Yeah. 
And what Judas did was he thought, oh my goodness, I'm rumbled. And he ran away. Okay, we're told that he ran away and he ran away and he ran to the Sanhedrin and he activated the betrayal that he'd been planning for weeks. And we're told that in Matthew 26, verse 5. So Jesus doesn't go, everybody, it's Judas. Let's get him. Mm. He doesn't. He whispers in Judas's ear, whatever you're about to do, do it quickly. Wow. Yeah, a final opportunity direct from the mouth of Jesus to repent, Mm. to give it up. But he didn't. Okay. So really what was happened, what really what happened in this story is that if you if you like, Judas was kind of thrown out of the upper room um, by by this event. Yeah, he was exposed. He didn't yeah. stay around. He, he, he ran. And so Judas departs, runs away to betray him. And it's then that Jesus performs the Lord, the Last Supper. OK, um, and you think about how many times he's, de- especially the famous painting yes. where Judas is sat there with yeah. a, a face on him. Yeah. Um, but Judas wasn't at the Last Supper. Yeah, wow. he'd gone to betray Jesus. So what we learn from this is that Judas had to leave. Yes. Mm. So not to defile and pollute the purity mm. of communion. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the same as today where we can't take communion with a wrong heart against our brother. We're told that in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27 to 32. The act of the communion is a very serious Mm. um, Mm. symbolization for us as believers where we don't take that lightly. We take that with correct hearts. We don't take it if we have defilement in our heart for each other because there's consequence for that. And it's something that we hold as sacred Mm within our communion with him so you know he had to go before that could happen it was obvious he wasn't going to repent Mm. he could have repented and had the communion he could have had the supper but he didn't and think about it you know have you ever wondered why there was this big old you know plot they knew who jesus was they just could have come and arrested him yeah but it was all worked out in the in the purposes of god yeah okay so then we're told that Judas had told the the guards, mm. the, the Pharisees, mm. that he was in Gethsemane. Jesus and his men yeah. are in Gethsemane. Yeah. yeah. Okay? We're told that in Luke 22, verse 39. And Judas knew that Jesus often went there at that time of day to pray. Mm-hmm. So he used the faithfulness of the, of the life of Jesus mm. to betray him. Yeah. yeah? So... We know that Jesus was at Gethsemane. Yeah. We know that's true. Yeah. And what he'd done was that Jesus had left eight of the disciples in the outer courts of the garden. So they were kind of resting. Yeah. yeah. And he took Peter, James and John into the depths, the inner chambers of the garden. Mm. Okay. So again, when we think of the betrayal of Jesus, I've often thought of just a few of them there you know, a couple of Sanhedrin and a, and a soldier. Mm. I've just thought yeah. of, it's a very quiet, mm. intimate yeah. situation. But actually it wasn't. Um, so what Judas had done, obviously in his plotting and planning, was that he had prearranged a signal, a sign mm. um, for the betrayal, and he chose a kiss. He yeah. chose that a kiss yeah. would be his sign of betrayal. I mean, this made me angry because what mockery, you know what I mean, yeah. for goodness sake. Yeah. You know, why not just point to him? But yes. no, he chose a kiss. And it was so malicious to choose a kiss. Yeah. 
because that's usually a sign of homage, of love, mm. of affection, of tenderness, yeah. and respect and loyalty, isn't it? Um, but what happened was Jesus preempted him. So he'd gone there with this holy kiss, this this well unholy kiss, um, in 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 plan, but. When the soldiers arrived and the Sanhedrin arrived, Jesus preempted Judas and he said to the soldiers, who are you looking for? And they said, we're looking for Jesus. And he said, I am him. Mm. Okay. So there actually was no need for no. the kiss, no. but yeah. Judas did it anyway. Wow. So Jesus didn't wait for Judas to betray him by a kiss. He he showed he himself yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that the case uh, mm. the case with God? Mm. That he always shows himself yeah. before. Yeah. He always shows yeah. himself in clarity. He, he always gives of himself. He never mm. has to have anything taken from him. No. Yeah. And that's another lesson that we can learn. Yeah, definitely. You know? So there was no need for this kiss. It was simply malicious. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um he did it anyway. Wow. Um but then we're told in Matthew 26 that Jesus still called Judas his friend. Mm. Yeah. Even in his betrayal, Jesus was loving and kind towards Judas, but it was not returned. Yeah. And that just made me want to cry, actually, mm. when I did this Bible study, because I just thought to myself, wow, you know, when we get upset when people say things that aren't right about us, mm. we get upset when we feel misunderstood, we get upset when we feel that we'd be misrepresented. Yeah. Yeah. But here, right up till the very end, even when Judas mm. betrayed Jesus, mm. he was still kind yeah. and loving towards him. Yeah. And I, I really heard that yeah. in the study. I think what's interesting here prophetically is that Jesus was betrayed for a pittance. Mm. And if you go back to Mary, Mary anointed Jesus with overwhelming love yes. that cost a year's salary. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Judas betrayed Jesus with overwhelming hate that cost pennies. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it couldn't even do really anything yeah. significant with the money. Mm. But as soon as he kissed Jesus, and I think that's interesting too, his conscience was pricked and we're told that. Mm. He came to his senses. He understood the severity of what he had done. Judas now was immediately in a living form of hell. He was in torture. Mm, yeah. Yes. What had he done? And he was consumed with the overwhelming feelings of what he had done. He had absolutely come to his senses. That's what the word tells us in Matthew 27 verse 4. So all of a sudden... The money didn't matter. Mm. He didn't care about the money. In fact, he tried to go back to the Pharisees and give the money back and reverse the yeah, deed. Yeah. But they just got what they wanted. Yeah, they wanted course. Jesus out of the way. They weren't interested in, in, you know, coming back on the deal. So here we have Judas and he's now gone too far. Mm. He's come to his senses, but there is now yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. There is now yeah. nothing that can be done about this. So all this time, three whole years, even the intimacy of, of the, just before the Last Supper, yeah. the intimacy of the feet washing, the intimacy of being fed bread dipped in oil by, by Jesus, mm. the intimacy of him whispering into his ear, all of that is now I bet you wish he'd done it. Yeah. Because now he has gone past the point where anything can be done yeah. about it. Cool. We're told 
then at that point that he was handed over to Satan. Okay, we're told that in Matthew 27 verse 4. So the issue here, and again, it's just, I find this so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. the story, so sad, but yet so amazing at the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And what we see here is that Judas was extremely distressed, Mm -hmm. extremely remorseful, but he didn't repent. Yeah. And we've got to understand that. We can't be remorseful and not repentant because our salvation doesn't come from being sorry by understanding that we feel bad about something. Our, our, Our... our repentance is what brings us yes. that closeness to yes. God and that's yeah. eternal salvation. Yeah. So it's that that we have to make sure is is is, is the action, yeah. the heart position, yeah. not just for being filled with remorse. Mm. He was sorry, actually, not because he'd sinned, and we know that because he didn't repent, Yeah, but he was sorry because his sin didn't satisfy him yeah Mm. exactly the money didn't mean anything anymore the very thing he was greedy for suddenly didn't have a shine anymore and he was so disappointed and sorry about Mm. that it wasn't worth it yeah yeah so what we know in matthew 27 verse 5 is that jewish judas threw away the coins and he ran away and he hanged himself we're told that so what happened was his sin brought guilt but without repentance okay and there's no freedom because there's no repentance Mm. so he was driven by an impossible situation because he just wouldn't repent yeah yeah he did not repent he chose to kill himself instead yeah and that is a hard heart at work yeah and how many of us do that you know how many of us rather than repent and do what is correct Mm. we will walk away and kill ourselves in the sense that we walk away and do not fulfill the 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 relationship that god wants for us because we prefer to do that than submit ourselves and and give ourselves to god so we know that judas was buried in the field of blood it's called that the field of blood and it had been purchased by the sanhedrin by the priests the very ones that he had betrayed Mm. jesus to because that was their job that was their function but they paid for it with the dirty money they paid for it with 30 pieces of silver um so it didn't cost them anything it was no blood on their hands we were going to use this filthy money because mm. you couldn't have used that money. Yeah. The temple was actually where a lot of commerce happened. Yeah. So you could only use clean money in the in yeah. you know for trade. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do yeah. with this money? It's not worth anything. And there's another lesson there, isn't mm. it? That yes. when we pursue what money can give to us, when we get it, we might be really disappointed, but actually it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um because it, of what it represents. Right. Yeah. So it was called the field of blood because Jesus, Judas hung himself there. But we're told in scripture, in Acts 1 verse 18, we, we, I mean, we, it wasn't a nice clean hanging. Uh, we're told that um, in, in Acts 1 verse 18, that all of his internal organs spewed out. And so it is considered in church history that um, I've been to, I've been to the place that mm. in, in Israel where um, it, he was supposed mm. to have hung himself. And it's actually 
in on a mountain mm. so there's very jagged right. mountain uh, rocks yeah. around the tr- around the area and if even if that's not correct because you know that's israel mm. <laughs> israel is full yeah. of a story as well as truth yeah. and um that that was that is, that's a lot of the terrain so mm. it's possibly he hung himself on a tree and he cut himself open on jagged rocks from from beneath mm. um we don't know we're not told why that happened yeah. that's just a speculation um, but he died a very dirty, bloody, painful death. And that's what we're told. Mm. Um, so he didn't even die the way he wanted to. Yeah. He wanted to hang himself and, you know, he died from other injuries yeah. that were painful and exposed. Mm. And it, please note that in his death he was exposed. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. So what's sad about Judas is that Judas was a lost opportunity. Yeah. He was a tragic, unrepentant soul. And he could not apply what he had been taught. That was ultimately his problem. Um, And he was motivated by his love for money. And we're told that in 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. Judas had no one else to blame, although God used his heart and his situation for divine intent. Mm. His own heart did this to him. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. And the last thing we know about Judas is that after Judas's death, he was replaced by Matthias, who had been selected simply because he'd been with Jesus and the disciples since the beginning of Jesus's ministry. He'd been there all yeah. along. We're told that in Acts 1, verse 16 to 26. Nothing is actually ever recorded about Matthias other than he replaced Judas. Wow. So he was replaceable. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a very different type of study for us today, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes. Let's finish with looking at some considerations what do we want to know about Judas? Well, he was a man with a lust for money. Not just yeah. a love, but he lusted mm. money. Um, he was unable to apply what had been taught. He remained unmoved. Mm. And I think that's interesting. That if you think about when we hear truth, it moves mm. us towards mm. the truth. Yeah. But if you are not listening and able to apply what's being taught, then you become unmovable. Yeah. You don't move. Yeah. Um, he was used in the plan of God to portray Jesus, although it was his own choice. Yeah. So all things worked together for the plan of God. Mm. He was remorseful, but he was unrepentant. Yeah. And we need to consider that in our own life. So just a few questions to consider for your own study. Um, it can be difficult to understand divine destiny and free will, which we've looked at today. So how do you think that this worked together in Judas? Was he doomed from the beginning? Well, that's something to consider. I think we've addressed some of that. Mm. Um, But there's always a way out with God. And and what really did scream for me in the story of Judas is really how many opportunities he had. Yeah. Yeah. How many opportunities he had to not only expose his sin in his heart, but to come into the Mm. fullness of what Mm. Jesus was, was about. Yeah. He could have found such community in his brothers, such love in the Father, but he didn't want it. Um, The other thing to consider is that the disciples didn't suspect Judas at all. We were told that. Only Jesus knew his heart from the beginning, even when they were asking who was going to betray Jesus. So why do you think that was? Something to consider there. Mm. Yeah, that might tell you more about the disciples' hearts more than Judas's ability to cover up who he was. Um, also that Judas facilitated the sovereign plan of God. We've said that today. He is in total control 
and not dependent upon Judas at all. God is God, mm. yes? Yeah. He didn't need Judas, no. but that was what he chose. So how does this work when we look at bad news in the press? Does this influence us in any way mm. after the study of Judas? When we see something that's working apparently for evil, mm. can that be within the plans mm. of purposes of God? Mm. And I just want us to consider then, what has our personal insight into Judas been? Mm. And as we, I know we've, we, this is, I told you this was a long wow, one today, yeah. so we've gone over time. But just to finish, what's your thoughts? What spoke to your heart today? Wow. I think it is just that thing that you can be so close to something mm. and yet not Far interact away. with it on that level. And yeah. that you can be touching it, you can be smelling it, you can be tasting it. Mm. You can be that close, the closest you can possibly get. Mm. But if your heart isn't willing, yeah, is you could be miles away. Yeah, and I think that for me was just kind of the the hitter yeah. that you've got someone that is that close, but just couldn't touch it. But not also, have it all. But not only not to be able to touch it, but it turns wicked. Yeah, yeah. It plots against it. Yeah, and that was another indication, isn't it, about a hard heart mm. that it doesn't just protect our sinful or you know carnal mm. thoughts. It can actually turn in, into to, to terrible behaviour. Yeah, definitely. And so the, I, I heard that too yeah. today. Mm. I think it was the the fact that Jesus was there every step of the way, mm. right up until the last minute. Yeah. And willing, available to say, come, you know, we yeah. can change this. This yeah. is not the way it has to be. Not because he knew he was going to be arrested. Yeah but because of his love for Judas. Mm. And that's the way he is with us. Yeah, totally. And I think that's something that we have to recognise, that, you know, he is there for us right up until. Yeah. And we have to become aware of that, and that's why we have Holy Spirit. Totally. And I just want to be more aware of Holy Spirit wooing me, calling mm. me, um, tapping me on the shoulder, poking me, whatever it is just just not to miss any opportunities yeah. because the longer I um, kick my heels in about stuff or whatever it is you know that 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 almost that's hurting him mm. that's me saying I don't want it yeah but I do want it yeah and obviously Judas had something else that he wanted yeah. so he yeah. did. So Judas had his own agenda. Yeah. yeah. And we've got to be careful yeah. of that, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Okay, guys. So even though this one's a tricky study, wow. that we can still... Got so much that we can be grateful to God for Absolutely. there. We still see his heart, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Not just Judas's. Yeah. Um, and I really have enjoyed looking at Judas yeah. today. Um, I heard a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our study. Don't forget to, to join us for our next one. And until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.